All right, welcome back everybody to this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, I know last episode I said that uh, the show would be called Mind Dump. However, upon doing further research, my fellow colleagues and I, meaning my uh, dearly beloved roommates and friends, we discovered like three other podcasts, I think, that were also called Mind Dump. So, uh, at the sake of originality, we're going to ditch that name. And if you have any other any other suggestions, any other opinions on what we should call this podcast, uh, please feel free to let me know. Any input is welcome, as you know. And with that said, let's get into today's episode. Now, um, this episode, as you saw by the title, is Is Your Taste in Music Bad? Now, a couple couple things to preface this. Disclaimers, if you want to call them that. One is, first of all, the most obvious. Really, really good music. Like, really, like, the best stuff, you know? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of what's going on today, what's playing on the radio today, what's best on Spotify, what, regardless of what was on the radio 50 years ago, the best music, really, I think we can all agree, at least by this simple statement, is the old classical music. And I don't want to touch on that kind of music today, but classical music like from the masters like Mozart and Vivaldi and Bach and Frederick Handel and and Beethoven of course they truly were uh, the masters and are the masters and their music the things they wrote the the beautiful works of art that they they composed that really is is the best of the best you know and that's but that's just a disclaimer so I don't want to touch on works like that today perhaps in a future episode but I just want to disclaimer that Technically, objectively speaking, that is the best music ever written, was from those masters. Now, the second disclaimer. I am just some guy. That's all I am. I'm just this college student in their mid-twenties, just talking to a microphone. And if my opinion bothers or triggers you, then first of all, uh, I'm sorry. But second of all, it's just my opinion. You know, these are just my thoughts. And third of all, uh, how dare you let some talking head tell you how to think? Okay, that's a real problem, I think, in today's society in general. And this is a spiel for another day as well. But people just listen to some guy whose opinion they agree with, and that becomes their opinion. Even when they initially, when they initially disagree with that person's opinion. So don't let some talking head just sway you, neither here nor there, you know? Find your own opinions. Find what you like in music. I'm just some guy, okay? So, with those prefaces out of the way, uh, I did want to get into the first topic or first the uh, uh, the first segment of this of this episode by saying, um, you know, is your taste in music bad? Don't let me judge that. However, I think it does boil down to, um, can art be objective or is it entirely subjective? And I don't think it's fair to say that it's one or the other. You know, like, there are beautiful works of art from from all around the world in so many different genres, and we've never heard of them. But they could be objectively skilled, they could be objectively talented, but they're not famous, so they're not considered good. That's just one example. Also, um, but... Let's get down to the down to the real the real nitty gritty of it, uh, so to speak. So first of all, uh, if you don't mind, uh, my my audience, I just want to say uh, why I. Uh, oh, one more quick thing. I apologize. 
Um, why am I qualified to give my opinions on this, you may ask, other than it's my podcast and I say what I want? I really do listen. I know you all have that friend that says, I listen to any kind of music and they end up just saying, and all they listen is just pop music. So that doesn't count. But I truly do listen to all the different sorts of music that are out there. I really do love just about everything uh, I love. I love rap. I love EDM. I love reggae. I love rock. I love alternative. Um, I'll, I'll listen to a lot of different things. And I feel like that gives me a pretty good judgment and a pretty broad spectrum of, of knowledge as to be able to, you know, go in depth on the things that are, that are good, that are not so good, that are in between regarding artists and genres and skill. Uh, and also I do, I guess I know how music works. Uh, I play piano um, for those of you that care. So I also do know how to make music. So regarding this topic, not that I'm an expert, but I feel that I've been listening and playing my music my whole life. I feel like I can rant about this for 30 minutes and give my two cents. So that was the last disclaimer. Sorry, I did apologize. I do apologize. I did forget to mention that. So is your taste in music bad? It depends. Some people have their preferences. And I'm just going to say this right off the bat. If you only listen to one kind of genre of music, you're just hurting yourself in the end. And I get it if you're the kind of person that doesn't like to branch out or try new things. I I think that's lame, personally. I think you're only hurting yourself. Uh, it's like eating the same, you know, music comes through hearing, which is one of the five senses, which is how we perceive the world, which is how our brain retains information. Listening to the same genre all the time is kind of like, or worse, even the same artist or the, you know, it's like eating the same food over and over again. And if you like that food, that's fine. But, you know, eating peanut butter and jelly, eating mac and cheese, eating, even if it's, you know, cordon bleu or whatever, you know, it's, it's like, if you just eat the same thing over and over again, that's weird. And to me personally, if you listen to the same thing all the time, no matter what, that, no matter what, without changing, saying, this is what I like, this is what I'm going to stick with, that's, that's just lame. So, First and foremost, if you don't, if you don't change, that's fine. Like I said, I'm just some guy, but come on, like live a little, you know what I'm saying? So I would encourage you to branch out. If you haven't tried branching out already, try listening to something different, try listening to something new, but to go in a little bit further into that, is your taste of music bad? Let's start with genre. I don't really like country music, like that much at all. And I, I do somewhat hate to say that because my dad, I love my dad so much, but my dad does, he, he listens to country all as a kid. You know, anytime I went with the car with, went in the car with him or to the store or anytime really, it was country music. And you'd think I would grow up liking country music, but I don't. With that being said, not all country music is bad. And this goes for every genre. Every genre has its garbage. Every genre has its trash. Every genre has its gems. It's Magnus, uh, it's works of art, if you will. It's hidden gems or it's well-known gems. But I do think for the most part, at least modern country, and let me preface, I have listened to a lot of country. You know, I, I know the Kenny Chesneys, the Toby Keys, the Florida Georgia Line, the Zach Brown bands, you know, I the, the Brooks and Dunn, the old school, the George Strait, you know, the Johnny Cash, I guess he was country. Country in general, to me, is is boring. It talks about three different subjects. It talks about, hey, I love you, 
I'm drunk. Hey, I'm sad I miss you. I'm drunk. Three tractors. I don't know. And there's probably some fourth thing I'm missing. But to me, that's kind of country in a nutshell. And like I said, not all country music is like that. There are some hidden gems, like uh, Grown Men Don't Cry. Um, I think Garth Brooks wrote that. And so, for me, it's kind of hard to find the diamonds in the rough with country. Uh, I just feel like it's so saturated with just this generic-sounding, poppy, cheap guitar-sounding, half-auto-tune garbage that's out there today. You know, some you stick some guy in a microphone that sings all nasally, and he sings about getting some beer and some girl in a miniskirt and I, you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's, there's no, there's no depth. It's such a shallow genre to me most of the time. And I think that's disappointing uh, in any, in any genre, you know, I feel like when you make music that is, that is cheap and shallow and just no depth to it, no skill, no, no real taste for art, just some generic something that will become popular. I think that's a crime because there are real artists out there that really can do some special things. So one, uh, if you like country a lot, chances are, I'm assuming, you probably listen to some of the artists that I mentioned, and chances are a lot of their songs talk about the same thing, and they sound basically the same. So if you like country, chances are, I hate to say it, your taste in music might be bad. Now, moving on, and this might upset some of my closer personal friends, uh, punk rock. And I know this is a bit of a niche genre, but this will be this will be a shorter segment, I promise. We were all, not we were all, a lot of us were 14-year-olds that thought we understood the world and thought nobody understood us and thought we knew better than our parents and that our parents didn't, you know, that, that kind of vibe and that we it was us against the world and we're different. And, and, and people like that, a lot of times people tend to hang on to those punk rocky songs from like the, the early, the late 2000s, uh, the late 90s. Uh, and if and if that's what's used to a lot, I think that's fine. But I do think it kind of goes back to the same genre thing. If you listen to music just because it reminds you of the older day, the glory days when you were younger, because it's nostalgic. Once again, I think you're shooting yourself in the foot here, man. Like, like we were all fourteen once, and now we're older. And and going off of that, I think to me, I like music that is that is new that is changing the boundaries that is that is different that is progressive that is evolving uh, to me that is that is the superior form of music things that really change the landscape that you know that are something different while still being you know it can be catchy or be you know basic but things that are things that are different that are that are evolving the genres if you will and i think punk rock it's just people still listen to it and you know i still listen to punk rock every once in a while I listen to link 182 to my chemical romance mayday parade whatever you know the the big the big names out there and it's and it's fine every once in a while for me personally but like to me if, if you listen to that music a lot still at this point in your life it's like you got to move on man like come on let's let's you know let's let's try something new here and so and those were just some of the examples I wanted to throw out there of like why I feel like kind of where I wanted to go with this, why, why some music is good, why some music is bad, um, why some things are in between. And with that in mind, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we will expound further. And welcome back to uh, this episode of the podcast. And as I left off, uh, we were taught, I was personally attacking a couple different genres of music. And once again, if that really got to you, let me know. Um, those are just my personal opinions, but feel free to message me or 
reach out to me in the comments, whatever, if that really got to you. Uh, I would always love to engage with, with my listeners. Now, as I picked apart those particular genres, and those are just examples, let's, uh, let's, let's broaden the topic, if you will. Um, is your taste in music bad? Which leads us to ask, what makes something bad? And I gave those examples about country and rock and punk rock. That's just, you know, something to preface this. But what makes music bad? Is it a bad singer? Is it poor sounding? You know, is it uh, lack of creativity? Is it someone with no talent? Uh, something like that. Now, to me, me personally, what makes something bad is if it's been done before, um, if it's nothing but just simple, catchy, annoying, you know, pop pop things that can just be written in five minutes, you know, something that can be, you know, it can be played in in three seconds in a studio and just looped over and over again. Uh, lack of effort, lack of creativity, lack of skill, you know, songs that are really just designed to be filler noise, to be catchy and nothing more. To me, that kind of stuff is really at the, at, at the bottom of the barrel. And for me, something that sticks out obviously is just pop music. You know, so many pop songs are just, can just be reproduced with like the same four chords. You know, it's really not that hard. And a catchy intro is, is a dime a dozen, you know, and these, and these artists, you know, a lot of big names are just, you know, they have tons of songwriters, producers around them. And all they really are is just an act. And there's artists that are not that way, uh, but we'll get to that later. But artists where it's just really, it's an act. They're more of the, more of the personality rather than the artist. And they produce songs that are just so cheap, so easily fabricated, just lack of effort. Just to me, stuff like that is bad. And of course, a lot of pop music just comes to mind. And that's not even getting in the subject matter of like lyrics or what the message is across. It's just, just the means of production and the quality that you're getting when you really look at it, to me, signify a bad song. Uh, for example, uh, let's start with one. And also, this might offend some people, but it's just music. So, I'm sorry. But let's look at Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. It was everywhere. And he knew it. Uh, to me, Ed Sheeran is a talented artist. And to me, it's a shame that he really went the route of producing poppy, pop songs that are going to be reproduced everywhere rather than really, you know, writing music that is so, how do I put this? That is, that is good. You know, that is, that takes skill, that takes effort that only he could really produce because the plus album, that album was good. I don't even like, you know, guitar, <laughs> acoustic guitar music that much, but that album was good. And then to see each album get progressively more and more generic sounding, more and more poppy sounding, more catchy sounding, Shippy View was everywhere. That dumb chorus was everywhere. And to me, it was just so fake, you know, so shallow. That's just a personal example. That's just one thing. Now, on the flip side, what makes a song good? To me, what makes a song good is if it's if it's different, if it's pushing the boundaries of, of the art, of the genre, uh, if it's new, if it's different, if the artists exercise particular skill in how they play an instrument or in the particular beat they created, they produced uh, their vocal ability. Um, to me, really demonstrates, you know, is a song good? And then getting into the content of things, because there's lots of, most pop songs are about some some sappy love story that are worse than a dime a dozen. You know, it's been, it's songs like that have saturated the 
saturate our ears from the time we're born, and they're going to saturate ears from the time until we die. But an artist's ability to really, you know, to do a few things. Sheer talent of skill, you know, making sounds that really no one else has the caliber to produce, whether it be vocally, whether it be an, whether it be an instrument, instrumental, uh, whether it be producing a beat, um, things like that. Um, that really, to me, does signify good, good music, good art. I'll give you an example of that. Oh, and by also, um, uh, excuse me, before I give you the example, um, things like that. Also, the ability to to tell a story, uh, to tell an engaging story. Um, there's loads of artists that are just really great at just at just telling this wonderful story. You know, you and they immerse you in their life, and they're and you're just so caught up in you know, I can't believe this happened to you. I can't believe this turned out to you. And then another another way music songs can be good is if it's it shows you this part of what it means to be human, and I mean more so than just like I broke up or I'm in love. You know, those like I said, those songs are just everywhere. Songs that help you feel a way that you can relate to, that help you understand how you're feeling, and that help you get over how you're feeling. Or that, you know, uh, and that's for like, you know, if you're feeling down or if you're feeling sad or something or, or upset. And also songs that, you know, amplify, amplify how you're feeling good in the moment, you know, or amplify an experience that edify you in some way. And I don't mean just like gospel music. I mean, any song can do that, whether it be religious or not. And so I'll, uh, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you an example. I'll give you a couple examples. One is this uh, this artist, uh, his name is Saba, and he wrote this whole album, uh, I believe the album is called Calligraphy, and one of the title tracks is Calligraphy, and he writes this beautiful story about how um, him just, you know, coming of age, being in high school, you know, and having kind of a rough life, and he brings you into that, he brings you into his life, and he tells you the story of how he learned, he learned, you know, that life can be rough, he learned that people aren't going to be nice to you. Uh, you learn how to grow up, you know, and accept responsibility. And songs like that are not, are not going to go mainstream most of the time, and I think that's a shame. But uh, another example of uh, good storytelling, and this, and don't laugh at me, I think of Ariana Grande, and how after her breakup with Pete Davidson, you know, we've all had a rough breakup, and to me, for sure, obviously she's going to run, after that breakup, the next album she came out with, so obvious she's gonna you know she's gonna play off that breakup and that romance but i think i think that's fine and i think the way she did it was really cool she kind of just told you the story of how you know how i'm gonna move on from that you know it wasn't just you know complaining it was her coming to realize that you know she's a grown woman and she's gonna move on and she's gonna grow from that and to me uh the for example the seven ring song that she wrote um, and sure, it's catchy, but and and it could or could not be relatable to you. That's that's not um, that um, that it is a nice. Um, if it is, I'm sorry. If it's not, your time will come. But she really, first of all, she's a great vocalist, and second of all, she really makes you feel almost. And I know I'm just this Caucasian male, but bear with me. She makes you feel like empowered, like yeah. I'm going to move on. I'm going to be better than what I was when I was with that, with that person I'm in a relationship with. And to me, that's much better than just whining and complaining about a breakup. I'll give you another example. And this might be the best one. This might not be the best one either, but uh, Avril Lavigne, uh, Skater Boy. And on the surface, it really is, you know, this kind of 
alternative Rocky kind of thing where it's like, oh, this this cute guy was with, you know, and, and this girl that he was with originally, you know, you got to get out of the picture. And that's that's happy. But she brings you the story of how that guy was with some other girl. She blew it. Now she's with him. And then it tells the story of how they end up growing apart again. And to me, when stories become a little more fleshed out, I think that's also kind of cool. But also apart from the con, and those are just a few examples of, you know, of storytelling, of either helping you feel a way or helping you be immersed in how the artist feels. And I know I already touched about uh, an artist's skill level, uh, but some artists really out there are amazing, even pop artists, uh, people like Lady Gaga, people like Beyonce, you know, their, their range, their talent is honestly uh, incredible to me. You know, the, the sounds that they can produce, the, the way they, they write music that just kind of pushes their talents to the max, if you will, sometimes. And it's not perfect. You know, they'll, they'll also guilty of putting out, you know, I, I don't hate me for this. They're also guilty of putting out, you know, those generic kind of poppy sounds that were low level, just designed to be catchy and, and filler noise. But they're capable of just, their vocals are just great. And the people they work with just really produce, produce some, some good songs every once in a while. And I just, their talent just is evident to me. Um, so to me, those are, that is, that is kind of what makes, bad and good music, um, on a surface level, you know, um, was it written with the intent to be just filler noise? Is it simply catching nothing more? Or is the artist really expressing themselves? Are they really delving in, into an experience, into a story, into the human condition? Are they really pushing themselves? Are they able to create things that no one else can create? Are they able to hit that note that no one else can hit? Are they able to make a beat that is just so, so simple or so intricate, but you just, you just groove with it. You just vibe with it. Is that, is that good art? So with that in mind, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we will, we will wrap up this episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. And so uh, just kind of just to wrap up uh, the points from earlier, uh, good, bad. Um, I know I went over a few names and there's, there's hundreds. There's probably, there's more than thousands of genuinely talented people. And I do think it's a shame that they don't get the recognition that they deserve for truly making things that just go beyond the generic, the generic fabricated music that is just so saturated today. Um, another, another example, I know I gave some examples of like, of content wise, what makes a good song, but I, I do also just uh, um, want to just end very briefly uh, that those are just examples, but at the end of the day, uh, good music does come from skilled artists. And there's just no other way around that. If your favorite artist really isn't that, if they're outskilled, that's okay. That's not what I'm saying. That you have to be the best of the best to be the only person that has that you that you should listen to. But at the end of the day, if an artist does not show skill in a song, then I'm just not interested. But uh, kind of just wrapping up, uh, the, you know, I know I've said that a lot, but just to uh, go into the last topic of what I wanted to say about in this podcast is, uh, like I said, I'm just a guy. I'm just a talking head. Uh, take my opinion however you want it. At the end of the day, we're all, all different. And that is part of life. And I think that's one of the beautiful things of life, that people are just different. If everyone was the same, life would suck. And that's just the facts. Uh, that's the bigger fact than anything. But at the end of the day, people are going to like that dumb music that I, I'm just going to flat out call dumb, just bad, just generic, just just so so bland. If I'm going to say that people like that kind of stuff, people like genres that I don't particularly like. I'm not a big uh, indie rock person, for example. Uh, and I can name a few bands out there, but I won't, won't get into that too personally, but some people just like that. 
and they can be skilled. You know, they can be good storytellers. They can be good, you know, they can be good artists, you know, objectively speaking. And I should probably give them a chance. I should go search them out. In fact, I will. I'm going to hold myself accountable to you guys. I'm going to find a few new bands tonight that I've never heard of, and I'm going to see if I like them or not. But going back to what I wanted, what I was talking about earlier is that people are just different. Some people like that kind of stuff. Some people are snobs, like I'm a snob. And I do think it's an interesting... I've always been fascinated with the argument of nature versus nurture, like how much is uh, are you the way you are because you were either raised that way or because, um, you know, the nurture part or the nature. Um, are you just particularly a certain way, um, if I understand that argument correctly? And some people are just end up being fans of country music. Some people just end up being fans of, of dubstep, you know, thank goodness that trend is over, but some people still like that stuff. And to me, it's fascinating to look at someone and look at their taste in music. And I, and this is very judgmental of me. I'm a judgmental person through and through, but I, I look at someone's taste in music and I just kind of wonder, I'm like, I wonder why they like that music. What in their life or what in their personality, what in their character, what in their brain, what in their soul, what makes them like that song? What makes them like that genre? What makes them like that kind of music? And it's just fascinating because people are different. People need to be different from one another. And at the end of the day, uh, that those differences end up being kind of a breeding ground for new things, you know? And that's, uh, and that's special in and of itself. But I do think it's kind of cool. Like, for example, I'll... Uh, like, in my example, like, my dad listened to country all the time. All the time. Still does. I go in the car with him. When he's driving, he gets to pick the music. He's nice, actually, about it. But when he's driving, he'll just probably just default to country. And sometimes I wonder about my dad. I'm like, oh, how did he? I wonder why, you know? Or I look at my friends, you know? My friends that grew up in, in like, a rural, rural place where I'm right now in Idaho. And this is rare. But they, they just love rap. I'm like, how in the heck? Did you acquire a taste for Eminem and Biggie and Tech 9 way out here? All the old school kind of stuff. And I just think it's interesting how you can look at a person and, of course, you know, you can't... I'm not saying it's linked to their character, someone's taste in music, but I do think it's really interesting how you can look at a person and I think, of you know, I wonder what happened in their life that made them feel particularly attracted to this song, to this really sad song. Or what happened in their life to why they are attuned to this type of melody, to this type of beat, to this type of, uh, you know, this type of style of music, or whether it be, you know, um, oldies music, whether it be uh, classical music, whether it be uh, alternative rock, whether anything really. Um, and I guess I will extend this challenge to you guys. Why do you think you like the music that you do? Are you strictly a sentimental kind of person? Are you in the in the mood kind of person? Are you a, a snobby kind of person? Um, and just reflect on, you know, why why you like the things you do. You might find something interesting about yourself. And with that being said, feel free to listen to whatever you want to do. I might judge you a teeny tiny bit if you listen to that one song that gets over and over uh, that gets played over and over again that has all the listens on Spotify. But don't let that stop you from enjoying what you want to enjoy. I would just encourage you to be a little more introspective, why you like the stuff that you like, and also just to branch out. 
you know, you're not going to lose anything listening to a three-minute song of something you never heard before. Just try something new. And, and on that note, I wanted to thank you guys also for tuning in, for listening. And I will see you guys, or I will uh, talk with you guys, better said, in the next episode.